you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy hellman hi everybody i hope you're having a better week than i am if you are watching this on our new youtube channel you will see that behind me it does not look as cute as it should. It does not look as cute as it used to. Well, let me tell you a little story just to kick things off because I'm blue. Uh, I'm having a tough week. So you guys remember last week, the guy above me was moving out. And when he was moving out, he was like throwing things out the window and it was crashing. And I was like, whatever. Think, gosh, he's leaving because He had two pit bulls. He never put on a leash. They'd roam the backyard, which is actually our parking lot, and they'd poop everywhere. He'd lived there for three years. I don't know if he ever paid rent. I'm not the landlord. Not my problem. But every day, it was my problem, especially when I'd try and podcast record. His dogs would be barking. He'd be up there yelling. So he moved out, and I was grateful, even though I was recording that day, and like I said, bottles, cans, everything was getting tossed out the window above me. He's in the apartment above my storefront. All right. So I'm here on Main Street. It's been a week of quiet and calm. And normally I'm here every day, Monday through Friday, nine to five, grinding away. Well, it was my daughter's last week of school and she had a big school party. So my whole family went to this school party outside on Wednesday afternoon. We were really excited to support her, and she was super excited for this party. I decided to leave my computer and all my work stuff at the storefront because I didn't want it to bake in my car. So mid-afternoon, I'm in New Jersey at my daughter's school, celebrating, having so much fun, really just goofing around, watching her in the bouncy castle, watching her overindulge with ice cream. And then I come back to the storefront just to pick up my computer and head home to start dinner. Well, I open my storefront door and it is raining in my storefront, like brown poop water rain all over. And there's puddles of poop water rain all over the floor. And I felt like I was in some twisted Broadway show, you know, where they make it rain on stage. And instead, the stage was my life and my office and all my stuff. 
Well, I call the landlord and he's like, yeah, yeah, I already know. I mean, why you wouldn't call me, I'm not sure because all my stuff is getting destroyed. But then he tells me that the delightful gentleman upstairs plugged all the drains and left the water on, I guess out of revenge because maybe he wasn't getting his deposit back or something like that. So he intentionally flooded his space and by default flooded my entire space. There's an apartment in the back with a single mom and a three-year-old and that poor woman lost all of her stuff as well. So I'm recording here even though it smells like poop because I don't have any other place to work. Like my kids, my daughter's out of school, my son's remote learning, our house is always abuzz with activity. I've got industrial fans, dehumidifiers. I'll be throwing out all my stuff as soon as the insurance can catalog it. And it's just been a little bit depressing. You know, people have hired us for years after traumatic events like this. A fire ruined all their stuff. Water damage in the basement has destroyed what they had and they have to rebuild. So I'm feeling really sympathetic and empathetic with clients who are calling me with this problem because now I have to rebuild and hopefully insurance will pay for everything that was damaged. And uh, as you guys may or may not know, have I shared this with you? We're totally rebranding. We're getting sort of a new name, new colors, new logo, and I'll be sharing all that with you very soon. But is it an opportunity to rebrand the storefront? My storefront was my little special place. For six years, I've been so happy here. And now I'm worried about mold and the smell of poop and all my stuff as I'm hauling it out to the curb. So I'm a little heart sick this week, guys. But there is a silver lining. And the silver lining, excuse me, is that we have hired an amazing new company to help us with the podcast. So of course, I'm keeping my superstar producer, Catherine Heller. Uh, she's an amazing editor if any of you guys need a podcast producer. But I'm hiring somebody to help take these podcasts and turn them into videos on YouTube. Because for years, you guys have been asking me, Betsy, we want to see these photos. Sure, it's nice for you to describe what's going on in the pictures, but I want to see what's going on in the pictures. Interior design is a visual medium after all. So now I'll be able to share these pictures with you in video clips on YouTube. We will be having a Facebook account whoa, as well as an Instagram account just for the podcast. I'm really excited to get all of that ramped up and I'm really excited to have you guys join us there. So the minute it's live, I'm going to be sharing all those amazing details with you, but it's not quite live yet because, well, frankly, I've had some other irons in the fire or some other irons in the water as it were. You know, I'm trying to keep a really positive attitude, even though my throat is a little bit scratchy even being in here. And when I'm recording, I can't have all the industrial fans on and the door open. So uh, I'll try and keep this podcast at its normal length. But if I end a little abruptly, you'll know why. All right. My first question comes from Bailey. Bailey is writing us from Arizona and she says, hi, Betsy, our new build in Florence, Arizona is about done, and I am so excited to start designing. I'm hoping to make our new home feel not so new. I love the organic, relaxed feel of the Spanish colonial design. 
Our home is an HOA, so I don't have much say as how to personalize it with arches and such, but we do have white stucco on the exterior. I'm wondering if you have any tips or tricks to achieve the relaxed, organic Spanish colonial vibe. I've attached a picture of the floor plan. I plan on starting with the study and the powder bath, where the walk-in pantry is in the picture. The study will be more used as a family room and reading nook for now. We appreciate you, Betsy. All right, Bailey, I am happy to answer your question, and this new home's floor plan looks pretty awesome. Well, one thing that I might mention is, you know, Spanish colonial is definitely epitomized by stucco, by, um, you know, a terracotta tile roof. Also, it has a lot of wrought iron, but there are many, many ways to contemporize it and make it feel more fresh. One of those ways would be to incorporate muted jewel tones. It can be really nice to add a pop of color, but I think doing anything too primary and strong, like cherry red or royal blue, might be a little in your face and might feel like a different type of vibe. I would lean into that kind of aged, old world color scheme with those muted worn jewel tones, but I would introduce some more contemporary patterns to give it that modern or, excuse me, contemporary twist. I would think about, you know, graphic patterns. I would think about stripes. That would really freshen it up. Another way to make Spanish colonial feel fresh is to incorporate other textures. Frankly, this works for any style because contrast is king when you're designing. So think about woven textures like maybe a jute rug or chunky baskets. Think about macrame in terms of bringing in a different type of fiber and maybe using it as a wall hanging rather than something really austere like a framed canvas. So I like the idea of maybe incorporating some hand-hewn items that feel old world but are something that we could use in a contemporary setting. I also love black and white. Black and white in a Spanish colonial space can not only play off the architecture in terms of that dark wrought iron metal with the white stucco, but it does it in a more playful, interchangeable way. So if I get tired of an X pattern, let's say, I can switch it out and do something more black and white Southwestern. I just think that there's lots of ways to contemporize it. But another thing that you might want to think about is doing like a seated glass in terms of maybe an entry fixture or pendant that has seated glass as well as the wrought iron. We want to be thinking about incorporating lots of different textures. And we also want to be thinking about incorporating some softness because stucco, wrought iron, oftentimes there's wooden beams. It can feel so cold, hard, uninviting. It can feel like a little sort of cave, right? And so softening that with drapes, with rugs, with those fabric wall hangings like a macrame or a tapestry, these are all ways that you can kind of make that hard-edged architecture more soft and inviting. And then, of course, I would definitely add plants because... Oftentimes, these spaces are even devoid of a lot of wood in terms of they might have tile floor rather than hardwood floor. So bringing in elements of nature 
kind of bringing that outside in will help it to feel more contemporary and fresh as well. All right, Bailey, I'm so glad you wrote in and good luck with your new house. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. The next question comes from Ashley. Ashley is writing us from Charlotte, North Carolina, and she says, Betsy, in one of your podcasts, you talk about liking printed sheets for kids' rooms. Where do you recommend buying printed sheets for kids? I'm looking for crib sheets and queen sheets for a nursery and my kids' rooms. Thank you, Ashley. All right. I used to only like white sheets for adults and only like printed sheets for kids. But sometimes... I like to do something more interesting. So in my old age, after picking out so many white sheet sets for so many clients, I'm really loving pattern play in my own life. So I've been picking sheets that have chevrons. I've been picking sheets from West Elm that have interesting graphic patterns. I have been loving the mix. And I also like that when I change my sheets, I get a new vibe. It's just a really easy way to feel somewhat differently about my bedroom on the regular, like to get a mini transformation every couple of weeks when I change my sheets out. So I have softened. And now I don't just like printed sheets for kids' rooms. Now I love printed sheets for adults' rooms as well, and most especially my room. So while oftentimes I'll still go for that basic white sheet set for my clients just because it's so versatile and you don't have to worry about what you're mixing it with, for myself personally, I have three different sets of printed sheets, and I just love them. It always feels like a little um, surprise because I don't actually do the laundry in my house. My husband does the laundry. And it always feels like a little surprise when I walk into my bedroom on laundry day and I see the print that he's picked. I love it. The only problem with him picking the print or really prints in general that aren't all the same is that sometimes we get different pillowcases that have different patterns than the sheets. And that starts to become a little bit too much. It gives me some agita. 
makes me angsty. But if you wanted to not get angsty about that, the key when mixing patterns is to make sure that each one is a different scale. So if I had a very small chevron sheet set and I wanted another sheet set, I might do like a large floral. And then if I wanted that third sheet set, and if I didn't want to worry about them mixing, I would choose maybe a medium check. That way I have all different scales of patterns on my different sheet sets. So if I did wind up having pillows that were the check and having sheets that were the floral, because they're a different scale, they would work seamlessly together as long as they share the color palette with the inspiration piece. So as long as they all refer back to that inspiration piece, whatever it is, be it the artwork, the rug, or the drapes, then everything is going to have a wonderful vibe. I made the mistake of buying three sheet sets that all had a small print. So that's why it gets a little dizzying when it's not homogenous. Uh, in terms of your question, Ashley, I love Pottery Barn Kids and Pottery Barn Teen. I use them all the time for my own kids. And sometimes I even buy stuff for myself there. The sheet set that I used to have in my office. <gasps> Do you hear the tear? Now it's covered in poop water and it might be irretrievable. Was from Pottery Barn Teen and it looks so sophisticated and yet so fun and vibrant. I also love Crate Kids. So Crate and Barrel got rid of their Land of Nod division and instead relabeled it as Crate Kids. And I love their sheet sets and I use them all the time. I also like the company store for bedding. They do impeccable bedding. I also really love their lamps, but that's a tangent. And Target has great kid sheet sets if you're not wanting to break the bank, but want to play with a variety of patterns. All of those places are my favorite places for kids sheet sets. All right, let's get to my last question for today. My last question for today comes from Brandy. Brandy is writing from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and she writes, Hi, Betsy. I absolutely love this podcast. I heard that you needed more questions for your mailbag, so here is my question. I know you aren't crazy about layout questions on the podcast, so I'm not looking for a specific direction. I just want some general ideas. My husband and I are building our first house, and attached you'll see the living room. We weren't given a choice to center the fireplace, so the fireplace is in the corner of the room. How would you lay out the furniture in a living room with the fireplace in the corner? Again, these are just general ideas. I'm fine without specifics. The whole house is 1,633 square feet. The living room is not that big. So while there is space above the fireplace for a TV, it won't be far enough away to not crane your neck when watching. To the right of the fireplace, we could place an entertainment unit, but it could make the focal point of that room, the fireplace and the TV, seem a little cluttered. Which is the lesser of the two evils for you? I'm interested to hear your thoughts, and thanks again for your wonderful podcast, Brandy. Well, Brandy, thanks for all the compliments. And yes, I don't typically weigh in on a floor plan on the podcast only because I like to do my due diligence. I like to try every possible option. That being said, I do have general thoughts on what is the best idea when laying out a space because I work with living rooms all the time. Certainly in Manhattan, when I'm working, the living rooms are not very big. 
but also when we work in the suburbs. You know, those land plots are so small because the land is so coveted if it's close to the city. So we have small homes on those plots for the most part. Many of the homes in the area where I live are historic. So the rooms were tiny to begin with, and they can be quite hard to open up. I have a living room that is a generous size, but it's not deep. It's just long and narrow. So I feel your pain when it comes to having it be awkward to have the TV above the fireplace. In my case, there wasn't much of an option in terms of where to put the TV. So I did mount it above the fireplace, but I angled it down. So if you think of like a sports bar or you think of a hospital room where they do have those TVs that are higher than they should be, but they've put it on an angle. So even though you are still somewhat craning your neck, it doesn't feel like the front row of a movie theater. It's slightly more manageable. That being said, if you really don't have good depth, if it is going to feel uncomfortable to watch TV, even if you angle the TV down, I would not put it above there. Now, I don't want that wall in the living room that has the fireplace on it to start feeling too heavy or bulky. I have the same concerns that you do. So what I might think about instead is I would think about not doing an entertainment unit. You mentioned a unit, which typically means like a stand flanked by either two bookcases or two storage columns, which can feel quite oppressive. I would think about just maybe a stand, right? Something very simple, something very minimal. Or these days, more and more of my clients are using a smart TV, which means that if they don't need cable access, they could potentially just mount the TV, sync the wires in the wall, and have it be a really seamless experience with no TV stand involved. Underneath, you could put ottomans that you could move over to use as footstools or even additional seating in a pickle. So these are other ideas of ways to make that TV wall that also shares the same wall with the fireplace less cluttered and less visually heavy. Uh, I'm just looking here at the layout and just sort of taking it all in because typically when you're seated on the main piece of furniture, just a few rules of thumb to keep in mind are that you want to have good feng shui. So from that main piece of furniture, in this case, it would be the sofa or a sectional, you would want to be able to see the main walkway, the main point of access where people are most likely coming and going. So you're not feeling vulnerable. You're not feeling like somebody could sneak up behind you and, you know, make you feel vulnerable to attack, right? Now, if you're feeling like the TV and the fireplace just aren't going to work on the same wall, sometimes what I will do is I will put the two focal points, the fireplace on one wall and the TV on another wall. Ideally, those walls would be perpendicular to each other. So that way, I would use a sectional on the other side. So if this is the fireplace wall on one side and on the other side, we have the TV wall. If I use a sectional, then I have two arms of the sofa and each arm is looking at one of the focal points. And that can be a really nice way to distribute focal points without having to turn your neck to see one or the other. So in a situation like this, I would definitely ask myself if a sectional could work, 
that way that wall would feel less encumbered by focal points that are large, right? Think about that as you're laying out this room, but keep in mind, of course, that sectionals are large, bulky items. The other day, I was designing for a place in Westchester, one of those historic homes, 1930s, a very tight living room that had very few walls. They had opened one wall completely to a dining space. They'd one opened one wall halfway to an entryway. The other wall had the fireplace and two windows. And then the wall behind that was all French doors, two sets of French doors leading to a sunroom. What are we going to do? The TV cannot live on the same wall as the fireplace because the fireplace mantle was very high. The room was very shallow. The fireplace was flanked by windows. So we had to put the TV on the perpendicular wall, but we did not have a lot of space for a large sectional. So we had to be really mindful of the size of the sectional and there's very little room for error. So in a space like this, that's not only tight, but may have two separate focal points on two separate walls, measuring and being really strategic with that floor plan is more important than ever. It will be very easy to create a real traffic jam in this room. And I am concerned about that looking at your floor plan, but I know you're going to work it all out. I'm sure it will be just fine. And you will write us back, Brandy, and let us know how the space is looking there in Colorado. Sounds good? And guys, speaking of writing us, please, 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 the mailbag is looking pretty anemic right now. So we sure could use your letters and I would love to answer them. I mean, what else have I got going on? Just a flood, running a business, taking design clients, you know, in my free time when I'm not at the baseball playoffs as I was today, not at family fun day as I was on Wednesday. In my free time, I like to read your letters. So please send them. You can go to affordable interior design slash podcast. That's affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast to send in your letter. And hopefully I'll be reading it on the air very soon in a mold remediated office that's newly decorated in our new colors. So if we had to have like a 60, 30, 10 in terms of branding, I'm going to give you a sneak peak. Uh, one of the 603010s is light lavender. It's a huge departure for me and I'm really excited to share more with you as our rebrand comes to fruition. Guys, thanks for all your support. If you've experienced something like a flood, a fire, some kind of environmental upheaval, please share your story with me. Send it to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. It will make me feel better about my own situation, I'm sure. All right, guys, I'm going to go turn on these industrial fans and get the heck out of Dodge. Talk to you later. Bye. You've asked for it, and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. 
And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MDCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.